in verse 8. A very, very short scripture, but it has a lot of power. It says, be sober and be vigilant. Boy, those are two, two words we don't throw around every day. Well, the sobriety may be. Vigilant, I don't know. It says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a lion. Let me, let me get that right. Like a lion. Do you hear that? Like a lion. Seeking whom he may devour. I'm going to tell you, there's only one lion. That's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's Jesus. But how many know the devil? He mimics everything that God does. You know, that's what, when somebody doesn't have what you have, they'll, they'll mimic you. I had that years ago. We had a, a man, and, and, and he repeated everything I said. I said, I just said that. And, and because when he repeated, it was like it came from him. Amen. How many know we need, we need to have an anointing that's our anointing? Somebody came to Future Pickett one time and they said, I want your anointing. She says, well, I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> Amen. Get your own. <laughs> but the thing we need to understand is the Bible said be sober and be vigilant. And the word so sober there, many times we look at alcohol or drugs, but it means a whole lot more than that. You know, it means put away childish things. Grow up and be a man. Grow up and be a woman. You know, a lot of men have a hard time growing up. You get 50, 60-year-old guys that, 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 are still, that are still immature. And that, you know, but God wants us to grow up. He wants us. Now, that doesn't mean we can't have a sense of humor or what have you. But we need to be sober. Why? Because there is an adversary. And he doesn't only seek you, he seeks your kids. He wants to get your kids on drugs. He wants to destroy your family. That's when we have to stand up and say, devil, I've had enough of you. It's time for me to go to war for my kids. Devil, you, you've had them long enough. And I'm going to tell you this right now. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But to be vigilant means to be aware, not only to be so, but be aware and be willing to stand. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. He's like a tree planted by the waters. I mean, I said last week, there's an oak tree out here, and I don't get up in the morning and wonder whether it went over to the neighbors or not. That oak tree stays right where it is. Why? Because God made it that way. How many of God made us to stand? He made us to stand. The prodigal son went out in foolish and riotous living. You know, David said this. He said, Lord, forgive me of the sins of my youth. You know, when we're young, we can be stupid. We look at the neon lights. We look at the world and we see it in a way that's enticing and that is alluring. That's what the prodigal son did. He looked at all. He said, Daddy, give me what's mine. I'm going out there. That looks like fun. What happened was, is after he spent all that he had. You know, you've got friends when you got money. You've got a little marijuana, you'll have all kinds of friends over. A little of this and a little of that. And everybody, hey man, I'm going to come over and hang with you. Some people are addicted to cigarettes, but they never buy one. They vomit off everybody. You see, what I'm telling you is when we get into a place, and what happened was, is he ended up with nothing, and he ended up in a hog pen. Because I'm going to tell you what, it always ends you there. But aren't you glad that his dad didn't quit? He stood. And when he went back into the house, he said, in my father's house, even the servants live better than this. And he went back, and his dad not only received him back, but he blessed him. And the son that had not left him said, well, how come you're killing the fatted calf for him? He said, well, I'll tell you why, son. He said, you've been with me. He said, but my son, he said he was dead, but now he lives. That's the way God looks at us. He loves us. You say, well, I've sinned too much. I've done too much. 
God says, you come into my house and I'll receive you and I'll put the goodly ring upon your finger and I'll put that wonderful coat upon you and I will bless you, says the Lord. In addition to the physical realm that we see, there exists an invisible spirit realm. This invisible realm is inhabited with good spirits, which were the angels of heaven, and evil spirits being called demons that affect our world every day. In Luke 10, 18, it said, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan like lightning falling from the heaven. In Revelations 12 and 9, it says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. In Isaiah 14, 12, it says, How art thou fallen, O uh, from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst uh, weaken the nations? What we understand and realize in this is that there is an enemy of our soul, and it isn't the person, it isn't your neighbor. It's Satan. And what Satan will do is he, he will, he'll even try to get your children convinced against you. He'll try to get into the church. He's like a serpent that goes around. And he'll begin to say, well, you know, the pastor doesn't love you like he loves someone else. Oh, oh we get all this beguiling of the devil to work. But I want to talk in Ephesians 6, 11, It said, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How many remember what the wily coyote? He, he never won, did he? I mean, the roadrunner always seemed to outwit him. But, you know, and that's like, that's like the children of God. He's got that big anvil, and, and, and he wants to drop it, and, and he's wily, but the fact of it is, is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But I want to talk about wiles just a little bit this morning. The word is methodia, methodia, and, and what it, it really compares with the word method. It says traveling over, travesty, tricky, wily, lie and wait. It's only found two times in the Bible, and both of those times is found in Ephesians. First, in Ephesians 4.14, it says, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive us. And the word uh, lie and wait is also that same word that's also translated in Ephesians 6 as wily. He lies in wait. He looks to deceive you. He looks to... To, to trip you up somehow. In Ephesians 6, and I want to read uh, verse 10, he said, and, and a final word, be strong in the Lord's might or mighty power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies and the tricks of the devil. You see, he has a strategy. I want you to know something. He just doesn't, uh, he's been working this for years. He has a strategy and he wants to overcome this world. Why? Because he was cast into it and he wants to make it his permanent throne, his permanent place. He wants to use human beings as slaves. He wants to manipulate all this on the earth. And I'm going to tell you this right now, he won't succeed because God said, I will overcome him. The Bible says that he said, you're, he said his heel, Jesus' heel will be bruised, but Satan's head would be crushed. I told you before, I had a person to call me in the middle of the night, and he says, this is Lucifer, the devil, and I'm going to kill you. I said, you know, I've been wanting to get you on the phone, devil. <laughs> this is true. I actually happened. I said, I've been wanting to get you on the phone, 
And, and, and I want you to know something there. Uh, remember, number one, you got it wrong. Your name's not Lucifer. That means light bearer. God changed your name to Satan, which means fallen one. You've lost that name. I said, but what I want you to know is that you're going to live in hell for eternity. You're going to be chained up. You're going to be bound. And all of a sudden, this person that I believe was being in, uh, you know, enticed by the enemy, he said, shut up, run, run. I said, no, you called me. I said, now I'm going to let you know what I think. I said, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. I said, you're not going to set up any kingdom. I said, you're a loser and there's no truth in you. And the devil hung up on me. <laughs> That's the best way to end a phone call with the devil. Let him know who he is and what his folly is. Because you know what? He's never he's gonna sit only very shortly on the throne of David, but Jesus is gonna come and cast him and bind him up and cast him out. But he has a, a plan, a one-world organization. Remember, we talk about Babel. You know that when you say, Oh, you're just babbling, that comes from the term where where, where there was a movement in the world to build a tower. They said, let us build a tower into the heavens. In other words, what they were saying was, is we're going to build our own way to heaven. And God was so angry with them that he caused the, the languages bury among them. And many of them started speaking a different language and they could not understand each other and he spoiled their intention. You know what? They're trying to rebuild the Babel again. See, they use using English as a common language. They said, we're going to fix this language barrier, and we're going to choose a language which will be English, uh, that even the Chinese now, most of them can speak and learn it in school, and Russians, and, and all over the world. And we're going to build another tower. And the devil's going to say, that's what his plan is. That's why what we're seeing in this nation happen. All these decisions to erode nationalism and, 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 and our economy to destroy it on purpose and for the reason that he can unite the world together. And that's his plan. He's, he, he has a strategy. He, he's wily. He's not stupid. The Bible said the devil is wiser than Daniel. What does that mean? Do we give him glory? No, he's defeated. But he has a strategy. He has a plan. And so we need to ask ourselves, what, what do we do? We need to first understand that our strength comes from the Lord. Finally, brother, be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil. In 1 John 3, 8, it says this. It says, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that, we, that he might destroy the works of the devil. How many know that he's destroyed? Now, we need to understand that the Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need to believe that he is and that he's able. Yes, it's true that Satan is a defeated foe, but he is a deceiver. The only power that he has is what we forfeit to him. If he could not have manipulated a Hitler, he couldn't have done what he did in World War II. He needs a person. Because in himself he cannot. But what he does is he manipulates people. So it's not the person. It's the spirit behind the person. That we need to see. Because I'll tell you this right now. Hitler is alive and well in the world today. Now you say well how that is. Because we know that he's dead. But the spirit that embodied him. Is still present. The same tactics are still alive and well today. And that's why the Bible said history repeats itself because it's the same demon, it's the same spirit that is in the world. And he said, from the beginning, you were a sinner. From the beginning, you were a liar, the Bible said about the devil. 
devil has strategies and tricks, and we need to be aware of them. In 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, this is what Paul said. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, some people, they're afraid to talk about the devil. They're, they're afraid. But I want you to know something. You cannot see your fall. There was a giant that came against Israel. David could very well see the giant, but he could also see God behind the giant. Ignoring that it that, that exists. I'm going to tell you what, it is a method. This is, no, this is a, a well-orchestrated plan that's going on in this world today. Well-orchestrated. And we ask ourselves, why, why would a politician do that? It's the spirit of Satan who wants to destroy. He cannot do what he wants to do as long as America is strong. As long as we have a voice. He's got the silence. He's got to silence everybody that's not willing to come in cadence with him. That's what they did with the Nazis. They killed everybody that wore glasses. Because they figured that there's some kind of intelligence behind it, and they didn't want intelligent people. I'm going to tell you, the devil loves stupid people. Ignorant people. The ignorant people you might see at Walmart. Now, I'm not saying everybody's ignorant. Goes to Walmart. I don't go there, but, but you may. But you know what? If you want to, if you want to have uh, a fun, go to a Walmart. <laughs> Just look around. But what I'm saying is the devil loves to take a hold of ignorant people. You can't argue with ignorant people. But what we can do is stand in the name of Jesus. We stand in the name of Jesus. And, 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 Jeremy was saying about Moses putting up, how many we got to keep our arms up? We got, we got to hold each other's hands up. And say, we know the Lord is powerful. You see, we're an irritant to that plan. Satan wants to crush you. He wants to crush the church. He is find, trying to find every way to silence the people of God. Even calling them terrorists. And dissidents. People who don't fit. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll never fit. We need to learn to discern demonic spirits, a spirit of heaviness. In Isaiah 61 and 3, the first part of that verse says that, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil for joy, joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That's what he's saying to us. I want to replace that. How many of us have felt the spirit of heaviness? Because I want to replace that. I want, I want to read that again. I, th I think we need, to, we need to hear that. To a point, this is Isaiah 61.3, the first part of that scripture. It says, to a point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, we come into this house this morning and we begin to praise the Lord. A song service is so important because it's, it's my way of releasing my spirit and saying, Lord Jesus, I, I love you. When we look at heaviness, we look at inner hurt, suicidal thoughts, depression, despair, hopelessness, Self-pity, sorrow, and grief. You know, our kids today have been filled with this because they're told there's no hope. They're born into a world and they say there is no, there is no point, there is no God, there is no destiny, there's nothing. It's just plain existence. In fact, you know what they call us in, in, in the, uh, the, the sales world? They, they, they call us consumers or locusts. And they're trying to figure out how to, how to get you to eat off their crop for, for feed. How many know we're more than that? Suicidal thoughts, a lot of suicide. A lot of people that just feel despair. They feel like there's, there's nothing to live for. Oh, God, 
that you would that you would lift that with your garment of praise you would lift that heaviness. I think of a spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1.7 it says for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A lot of people get fearful. We cannot be given to fear. Fear will cripple. Fear is untrusting. It is doubt, anxiety, stress, nightmares, torment, horror, and many different phobias are all born out of fear. How many of God's not given us a spirit of fear? I think of a spirit of infirmity in Luke 13, 11. It said, Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself. Jesus said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Many people are bound with, with infirmities in life and God is saying, I, I want to release you from those infirmities. A spirit of divination. And sometimes that comes into the church and we have to detect that and understand that so we can put it where it belongs. And it came to pass as they went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by Susan. They masquerade themselves as, as having a connection with God, but really their connection is with the spirit world. It's not of God at all. You go to a psychic, and the psychic says, I'll tell you what, you come and you can, and, and, and it will be a free session. Let me tell you why. That's how they hook you. They get you. Now, who do they prey on? They prey on people that are emotionally hurt, that, that people that are, are having a difficulty. And then what they say is, after, oh, I see a dark aura on you. And... We need to have another session so I can, I can break that. Oh, that would cost you 300 See, they, they put a spell on you. They put a cast on that on you. And that, that's a spirit of divination. Sometimes it comes into the church and it acts as if it's a, if, if, if it's a, a spirit of the Lord, and it's not. I can always tell, and I'll tell you why, because it never goes with the flow. It doesn't go with the flow. You know, there's a flow in the Spirit. And when you're Holy Ghost filled, you, you, you flow with that Spirit. Woohoo! But it always goes against the flow of the Spirit. When we look at divination, we look at the desire for magic, witchcraft, horoscope, fortune telling, sorcery, occult, dragon. And it's also the word python. I thought that was strange. Python. You know what a python is? I mean, it isn't venomous, but what it does is it comes up around you and restricts you. It's a big snake. You know, and it, and it comes, and, 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 and of course I know people have pets uh, that are python, but let me tell you what, let him get big enough and he'll have you for lunch. They can't discern between you and a rat. <laughs> They're just snakes. A lion spirit. Boy, if we don't have that in the White House. This is concerning Jehoshaphat and, and, and Ahab in 1 Kings uh, 22, 21 through 23. It says, There came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, It's like a dog. <laughs> and he said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and, the, and prevail also. Go forth and do uh, so. Now therefore behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all of these thy prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. What was it? Ahab was saying, let me get my prophets, let them tell me how the battle's going to be, because we're going to go to battle. Now Jehoshaphat said, this is it not a man of God in the house? I mean, all these prophets, but one of, not one of them of God. 
Oh, they prophesied Ahab, things are going to be great and all that. And, and, and so what it is, he said, well, Jehoshaphat, if you want a prophet of God, he said, he doesn't like me, I want you to know. You see, the devil knows you don't like him. He said, well, we'll have him. And, and, and he get up there and he said, oh, Ahab, thou great one. He said, you shall prevail and all that. And he goes, not. He said, the dogs are going to lick the blood off of the cart that you ride in this day. And they have to say, I told you he didn't like me. He said, throw the man in jail and don't let him out unless I come back. But a spirit of lying, it's in the world today. The devil's a liar. And he's the father of lies. False teaching, gossip, lies, slander, accusations, flattery. Superstition. A spirit of jealousy. Now, I'm going to start work, work a little fast here. In Numbers 5, 14, and the spirit of jealousy came upon him, and, and, and he be jealous of his wife, and she, and she be defiled. Or if the spirit of jealousy come upon him, and if he be jealous of his wife, and she be not defiled. In other words, jealousy. I want to talk about that for a second. What is the cause? Is envy, extreme competition, contention, strife, revenge, and anger? You know, you can get into a relationship with a person who's who's very jealous. You know, that's an insecure spirit. You know, they're always suspicious of you. I want to look in your phone. I want to know what you do. I want to know where you've been. You see, that's the spirit of jealousy. You can never build a relationship on that. There has to be trust. There has to be trust. How many know we need to have trust in the body today? I was talking to someone yesterday. I said, yeah, that, that's John's church, uh, John's uh, house. Now, John, I know him. He's a pastor. He said, yeah, how do I know? They said, the guy came and poured a foundation and he told me, he said, yeah, see him? He's a crook. And he said, well, why is he a crook? He said, because, because he's building a new house. The devil doesn't need much of a reason. Pastor's building a new house. He must be stealing out of the treasury. He, mu- he must be doing something evil. That shouldn't be. See, that's what accusation. But you know what happens? You hear that. And they said, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know, but maybe. Huh? Before you know it, it's passed to another one, another one, another one. And before you, know, you have dissension among the people. Why? It becomes a, je- a spirit of jealousy. Somebody else is getting ahead. My aunt, I always told you, she had a, this is her theory. If anybody made it in life, she said they fell in the outhouse and come out smelling like a rose. Maybe they worked. <laughs> I don't know. That was always her thought. They fell in the outhouse and they came out smelling like a rose. Unity is so important. In Psalms 133, the beginning of that, it says, is a song of, of decree of David. It said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and it went down to the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the, and commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. God wants the church to be united today. Oh, he said, to be united is like an anointment that pours from the head down onto the beard and, and drips on the vesture and, 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 uh, and it just blesses. In John 17, 11, this is Jesus praying to the Father. He said, and I know I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I came to thee, Holy Father. Keep thou thine own... Uh, Keep thou thine own name, whose, uh, whom thou hast given me. Keep those that God has given me, that they may be one even as we are one. When I, I, I put that scripture together, I didn't get it just right. 
but they are one even as we are one. God, Jesus said, you're one with him. I want to look at the armor of God, and we've got to go through this quickly, but, but the armor of God in Ephesians, we use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the times of evil so that after the battle, you will still be standing firm. How do we put on the armor of God? I've heard people say, I get up in the morning and I put on my helmet, I put on this, I, the, the, uh, I, I put the belt of, of truth and, and, or the girdle of truth and, and, and I do all these things. But what Paul was speaking of here was a metaphor. Now, what is a metaphor? It is taking an object that we do see and showing something that we can't see through it. What Paul was doing is he took the armor that the Roman soldier wore because people, that, the soldiers were everywhere, and it was easy to understand. So he said, let me take the armor that this soldier wore and let me share something spiritual from it. That will give you a visual. I mean, sometimes we need a visual. God, give me a visual. I, I have a hard time understanding. So that's what Paul did. It isn't that we get up in the morning and we put on our helmet and we, put, we, we shod our feet with, you know, with, with, with the preparation of the gospel and, and put on the sword. It becomes our character. I want to talk about that just for a minute. So how do we put on that armor? How do we stand our ground? Well, first of all, let's look at the helmet of salvation. We're putting that first, even though it wasn't mentioned first, because without the helmet of salvation, you get nowhere. What does the helmet of salvation, what is it? It's talked about being born again. In John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In John 3, 7, he said, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And then in 1 Peter 1 and 23, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So we find here the one thing we need to be is we need to be saved. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved and I know that I am. Until Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, we're still in the kingdom of darkness. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you need to surrender your life to him. I want to talk about the belt of truth or the girdle of truth. If the devil is a liar and the father of lies, John 8, 4, 4, then one of the surest ways that we can stand against him is by coming and telling the truth. You know, the world needs to hear the truth. How can you tell the truth if you don't know what's going on? Paul said, we're not ignorant concerning the wiles or the devices of the devil. He said that he cannot take advantage of us. There are so many people that, that are supporters of uh, uh, one weather, but they don't have any idea what's happening. They stand in bewilderment. Why would they make that decision? Why would they do that? Why would they spend the treasury broke if there are leaders? Why would they bankrupt this nation by giving it and giving it and giving it and giving it? You know, that's what Abraham Lincoln said. He said this. He said, when the people know that they can vote, treasury, uh, vote from the treasury to bless themselves, that will be the end of democracy. Is that not what's happening today? How many of you get a check yesterday? I don't want to get into that. I'm not saying you're even receiving it, but I'm just saying that they are breaking the treasury on purpose because they're part of something global. Now if you say, I pledge allegiance, you're some sort of a nationalist, and they link you to Hitler. If you say that, if you, if you, if you have a four-wheel drive truck with two big flags hanging out of it, and you're wearing a ball cap, and you're driving around, you're a problem. You're a dissident. 
Even though that person never broke the law in their life and, 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 and a law of Biden and they vote and do that, they're still a problem because they're coming against what the devil has planned. He has a plan to overcome the health system so that he can control your body. So that he can tell you you need this vaccine and you need this vaccine and that. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm anti-vax. I'm not having it, but that's your prerogative. I know Christians who have had it. I said, good for you. I'm not me. That's on Facebook. Huh? But what I do want you to understand, and they'll probably come in now. No, I'm not worried. But what we do have to understand is you're an irritant if you decide what you do with your body. I mean, you know, for years, abortion was all about it's my body. What happened to that slogan? Oh, we don't use that anymore because we want to own your body. Because let me tell you what, these are setting precedents. What happens is, is, is now you take the vaccine and now you've set a precedent and so when the mark of the beast comes out, you better say nothing because we're going to tell you you have to have it because it now becomes law. If you don't think we're in the face right now of something cunning and crafty, that's what we're facing, people. Now you can be you can be ignorant and stick your head in the sand, but whether you and that's what the devil wants you to do because when you stick your head in the sand, there's still a big part of you sticking up. <laughs> you know, so they say in Austria, I don't know if an ostrich really does that, but they say an ostrich will stick his head in the sand. But let me tell you what, he's got a big back end. I don't think the lion's a bit deceived. And we can stick our head in the sand, but whether we like it or not. You see something? When you become a Christian, when God enlightens you, you listen to the news, you can read between the lines. And you can get it quickly. It's a spirit of Antichrist that is in the world. It is a spirit. Now, Jesus said, did I not tell you from the beginning? These things will come. But that doesn't mean that we have to take it and lay it down. We need to stand for righteousness. I hope is not in a man. I think too many people have put too much pressure on a man to fix it. It's not a man that can do it. It's not fair to the man. It's not fair. It's the church that needs to rise up. It's the church to say we've had enough. How far in the corner? They're coming, you know. They're not going to lay down and take this. They're coming after you. Already there's a, there's a thing uh, that Biden wants to do, and it's an IRS thing where every bank, every $600 or more, the IRS wants a report of what you're doing. Okay? Big Brother wants to know about your money. Right now it's said, I think it's 10000 Anything 10000 or more, they have to report to the IRS. But now it's going to be down to $600. And I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to spend the treasury bro and say money is now worthless. We need to go to a system that is a cashless society. And when they go to a cashless society, let me tell you, they can erase you in a minute. I remember years ago, my wife and I, we owed, we owed taxes because we, we had a tax bill that was more than we could pay. We just didn't have the money. So I had to make an, I had to make an agreement. And I don't know if any of you have ever had to make an agreement there. It's always many years ago. We made an agreement to make payments. We missed one payment. And I went to shop and save with my card and, and it bounced. We called Bank North and said, well, they said, your money is there. That's all, oh, there's a tag. Every account that we own, within just seconds, all they do is push a button. You were erased. And after you were erased, now you got to come crawling. And that's what I did, believe me. I came crawling to the IRS that was on Main Street up on the second floor. <laughs> You've locked me out of the system. Just take a button. 
But in a cashless society, the Bible says in the last days they'll call, they'll throw gold and silver into the street. Why? You can buy gold, but it's going to be a cashless society. Who wants gold? You can't put that in the computer. It'll be a cashless society. That's where we're headed. That's what the devil wants. Why? So that he can control not only your health through 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 a global health system, but he wants to control your wealth. And the Bible says that when the, when, when the devil it has his way, he said nobody will buy, sell, or trade unless they're in the system. And the Bible said they who worship the beast will receive his mark because they'll want to live. Already in Lithuania, let me tell you something that's going on in Lithuania right now. Everyone that refuses the vaccination has already been erased from the system. So what's happening is people who have gotten the vaccination are going into the store and buying food, taking it to a back alley and selling it for an exorbitant amount of money to the non-vaxxed. This is what's going on. So in other words, it becomes you got to go down an alley and, and I hope you can get a loaf of bread. That's going on right now. And that's what they want to happen in America. That's what this whole system, and I, I don't mean to, 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 you know, we're going to have dinner later. I hope you stay. I don't know if I want to be around. But why am I telling you this? I'm telling you to wake up and see so that you can fight against it by in the spirit of the Lord. God, it isn't about a candidate. It's about our liberty. It's about the Constitution, which Obama said is an old rag that's outdated and needs to be done away with. Why? Because he wants to do away with your liberty. Because it's part of the system. So we say, we sit back, what do we do? Ministers are getting together. There's a coalition of ministers throughout the nation that have been getting together. I'm going to join them. I've been, I've been invited. I've got to get involved. And we need to say, what do we do? We need a plan. Yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to, to have the helmet of salvation. Yes, we need to have our loins girt about with truth. Yes, we need the sword of the Spirit. Yes, we need our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Yes, we need the breastplate of righteousness. Yes, we need the shield of faith. We need to be equipped in our lives. It's time for us to get out of, of just being a normal, everyday Christian and start to become warriors that God's called us to be. And you cannot be a warrior if you're not wearing your armor. You know, when you come, all of a sudden, I mean, we can't be like Goma Pyle. Hey, Sarge. We, we, we can't. We can't have that model. Number one, each one of us are responsible for our own armor. And as we equip ourselves with the armor, then we get together so we can collectively go against this evil that's being poised in this nation. It's an evil to overthrow. And it's not only happening in America. It's happening all over the world. It is a global endeavor. It is, it is, it is people that have been put in leadership that, that are coming to the General Assembly and the Council. And they're willing to collectively do away with nationalism of their individual country. And they're willing to come together. Now you say, well, China won't do it. Well, you know something? If the, global, if the countries come together, China will have to do it or they'll be left out. And so will Russia right now who is, you know, Putin's against it. I don't blame him, but for the wrong reasons. Because he wants to retain his own power. But the fact of it is that there is a global endeavor today to overtake this nation. And they will do everything within their power to make decisions that will destroy 
this nation. They, they, they begin to resurrect racial, it's ethnic. That's what the word, when it says nation against nation, it's because ethnos. It means, it means race against race. So one day you're getting along with your black brother and you guys are having a good time and all of a sudden your black brother's told, you know his grandpa whipped your grandpa. And all of a sudden he begins to get bad feelings. You hear what I'm saying? Well, see, this is the plan of the devil to bring division. The Bible said a house divided cannot stand. A lot of, a lot of brave men have fought, fought side by side, black and white and red. And Jesus said, he said, you know, we sing that song. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, black, uh, uh, yellow and white. All of them are precious in his sight. Every human being bleeds red. Bible says the life is in, in the blood. Let me tell you this right now. The fact of it is, is the devil wants to bring division everywhere he can. He'll try to do it through the Indian nations. He'll try to do it. And you're beginning to see more and more and more. It's the media being told by the devil to try to put in the minds of the people that somehow they need something they're, that they're not getting. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting on and dying. In closing, as believers, we're engaged in the spiritual war, whether you like it or not. You can stick your head in the sand. You can say, I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. It's there. It's, it's there. And it's coming for you. It's not going to stop. So do we want to be like the church was in the Nazi regime? Do we want to just hide and hope it goes away? Thank God that there was still some nation strong enough to overthrow that evil. But I'm going to tell you today, the nations are getting together. There's not going to be a nation to overthrow the evil. They're destroying. The only nation that could do that is the United States of America. But if they can, if, if they can uh, uh, weaken this country, the devil has no more opposition. Because it was the United States of America and Great Britain that was able to get together and beat this evil that wanted to destroy, kill. And if you think the concentration camps of, 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 of Nazi, the Nazis was bad, it's what, it's what the devil's plan is for everybody who does not agree with him, with everybody who does not want to worship him, with everybody that does not want to walk in step with him. He wants to annihilate it. So if you're on the, 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 the education council, be the odd one out. Be willing to stand and say, you know what, you might see me as a freak, but I'm going to tell you something. Now, I knew a man named Elijah. They thought he was too. But my God is able. I remember some years ago I was pastoring in Pittsfield. And they would talk about sex, sex education for kindergartners. Kindergartners don't want to hear about that stuff. Fourth graders don't even want to hear about it. Ugh. <laughs> Not ready for that. But they wanted to teach it to kindergartners. So you know what I did? I, I, we were there, a bunch, of, a bunch of us parents. My son at that time was in kindergarten. And a couple of parents stood up and said, we just don't like it. And, 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 and the, the principal got up and said, let me tell you something. So we're educated, you're not. Michelle, have you ever heard that? <laughs> we're educated, and you're not. So you need to keep quiet. And I get up and I said, hey, I said, it sounds like the Soviet Union. I said, it sounds like Russia to me. They got my picture on the front page of the... Of the of the paper in uh, Waterville, point my finger. He said, he says the school systems uh, is, is Russian. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I went to church that next Sunday and my, and the, uh, my clerk, you know, because he, 
And he, he looked at me with tears. He threw the paper and he said, no, what are you doing to us? Now, we don't want to make waves. We want to be normal Christians. What are you doing to us? But the fact is, and what you need to understand and you need to realize is whether you like it or not, it's coming. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. And it's coming for you. And it's coming for me. And we need to understand something. Are we willing to stand and fight? When I say fight, I don't mean get your gun and go, I mean, I was mad enough, but I'm, no, no. I'm not asking you to get your 30 out, 6 out and buy a bunch of ammo. And, and, and uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual battle. I'm talking about raising up a standard. Again, I'm talking about being collective and saying, no, we will not accept that. I've got friends that have gotten the vaccination, and, and, and I'm not anti-vaccine. Hey, listen, if you want to go get it, good for you. But it's my body. The abortions have used that for years. And what we need to understand and realize is that when they, take, when they can control your body, and they, and they can control your finances, and with a button they can erase you from society, which... They already have the power to do that. Then we need to say, you know what? The Constitution is not an old rag. It's what gave me liberty. It's what gave me independence. It's what gave me the ability to make my own choices. And I'm done here. But I want you to know something. It was just in the news that China is using these, these um, tests. You know, if you think you might have... You know, when they do that test, they're not just testing to see whether you have the virus. They're doing a DNA test. And that data is put into a bank. And what's happening in Russia, in China right now is they are collecting all this data so they can just eradicate the Muslims. They already said that. Even, even the, the, the World Health Organization has, has recommended them because they're using these tests to decide whose who's DNA is whose. I was always suspicious when they, when they promoted uh, uh, send your, your, your samples down to wherever and they'll tell you whether you've got Indian in you or this or that or the other. Let me tell you what. Only, if Hitler only had that, he would have been happy. So he could tell who was a Jew and who was an Aryan. So he could make decisions based on data. You say, oh, pastor, you've gone too far now. It's going on and it's in the world, whether you like it or not. And it's up to us to say, I, 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 raise, I raise a standard against that. I raise a standard I come against your control. My body belongs to Jesus and no one else. And I trust him. Now I, I knew when I when I when I put the sermon together, and it it, it is about spiritual warfare, but many, many pastors, many, many thousands of pastors are all saying, What do we do? And what Bonhoeffer would say to you, the German pastor who tried to get the church to wake up, but they wouldn't. His head was cut off by the Nazis because he was a dissident. But what pastor is saying, learning from Bonhoeffer, we can't do this just as individuals. we got to get together. Stand with me, please. As believers, we're engaged in a spiritual war. We need to put on the whole armor of God. First, we need salvation. Walk in righteousness. We need to walk in truth, faith, and the word, and prayer. If we do this, we will win. The battle is not ours. The battle is does belong to the Lord. No weapon formed against us will prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard 
a shield. That standard is the, the shield on the right arm, the small shield. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I didn't say all this this morning to depress you, but only to enlighten you, only to equip you, only to get you to see the way that I am able to see. Oh, God would open our eyes to see the foolishness and what is going on, and that we would be awake. And that we would cry out, as Bonhoeffer did, against the Nazis, even though the church stayed silent. We need to cry out. We need to stand up. Again, it's not about a man. I'm not here to say this candidate or that candidate. But it's got to be somebody who believes in the Constitution. It's got to be somebody who believes in our liberty. It's got to be somebody that believes that we are a sovereign nation. And we have to stand and say, Lord God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom in the election. And I'm going to tell you, any man you vote for is not going to be perfect because he's a man just like you. God used Cyrus to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But he know he was not a perfect man. But God used him. How many know God said, I'll raise up who I will and I'll put down who I will and I'll choose who I will. So we just need to realize that. And we need to stand for what is right. Why was this nation ever why did people risk their lives and die? Most of them died. They died because they were so sick of the tyranny. If you were starving to death and you killed a deer you killed one of the king's deer and you would be put to death. The king owned all the deer, he owned all the animals, he owned everything. And the people were so, were so enslaved by the system that they were willing to put their children on a ship to go to a land that they did not know in hopes that they could find liberty. And many of them died. They're changing history, you know. Next thing you know, Paul Revere is going to be some dissident. They'll tear his statue down. They'll tear Why? They're trying to tear down the statues. They're trying to change history. But we are a nation. And this is going on on Facebook, and they may put me in jail. It's Facebook jail. That's all right. But I know this. I love every one of you. I love this nation. I love the fact that I was born. I was born. The liberal, okay, I gotta quit. But the, the liberalist state, Pennsylvania, corrupted. Go on YouTube and see what that city looks like. It looks like a trash hole. People are doped out all over the street. They could fix that if they wanted to, but they don't care about the people. They care about their agenda. And they'll enslave you with their little token money. Get us all hooked. Oh, I can't stop. All right. God's good. I love all of you, and I want you to know something. Uh, just have, be happy. <laughs> be happy. And, and let's get down together. And, and, and I want you, I'm, I'm not a bully. I love every one of you. When I, when I see this tidal wave coming, I, I will tell you, I thought, I think, you know, I think of Green Acres. Green Acres is a place to be. Yeah. <laughs> My country,
God bless every one of you. I, I love you all, and I just want you to know something. I want what's best for you. I do. I want my children to be blessed. I want my grandkids here to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. Okay. Well, let's pray right now over the, for the food and for those who blessed it. In Jesus' name, I'll go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the food that you prepared for us. We thank you, Lord God, that we have a voice and that we can stand. I pray for this congregation right now, in Jesus' name, that your will would be done in each one of their lives. God, that our eyes would be open to see the wiles of the devil, but also to be equipped, Lord God, in this last day with the armor that you provided that we might stand, haven't done all to stand, saying this right now, we will be like Bonhoeffer, we will raise our voice against that which is evil, and God, we just pray that your will would be done on earth as it is done in heaven, and we thank you in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you. Come and dine, the master calling.